Well, good morning. Tote mai. It is an honor to again bring the word to you this morning. What a powerful song that is, isn't it? If we truly believe this, the lyrics that we're singing, they're not just words that we sing in a song when we come on a Sunday and the team's chosen to play it and the words are on the screen and so I just sing the song. But if I truly allow those words to be my heart's response to God, send me, what an adventure that could take us on. It's, it can be a deeply impactful and personal song. If we allow God, truly allow God to speak to us in our lives, to take the wheel of our lives or the rudder of the journey that we are on and trust him that he has the plans and purposes laid out before us. God, send me. Have you ever been sent on a job? Let's say you're sat in the living room and someone in the living room, maybe a, a spouse or a child or a, someone else says to you, hey, would you, would you mind going to the bedroom and get my drink bottle for me? Because I'm doing these other things. And you're like, yeah, I can do that. And so you walk down the hallway and you get to the bedroom and sitting on the side table is the um, drink bottle. But you notice a piece of clothing on the floor. So you pick the piece of clothing up and you put it in the laundry basket. And as you put it in the laundry basket, you notice that a book has fallen off the nightstand. So you, you bend down, you pick the book up, and you walk back out to the, uh, the office maybe, and you put the book back in the bookshelf. And then you go into the kitchen, and as you walk through the kitchen, you notice that someone's left a plate on the side of the bench. So you put that in the dishwasher, and then you get yourself a drink, and you go and sit back down in the living room, and oh, and the person says, did you get my drink bottle? Oh. No, it happens to you all the time. There you go. Or maybe on your way home from work and someone says, hey, would you just stop in at the supermarket? I just need five things. <laughs> You've been part of this story, I can tell. But you get into the supermarket and you notice that the chocolate's on special. So you, you pick up a bar of chocolate, and as you're walking past the bread, the bread, oh, you can get multiple loaves of bread this week for a good, okay, I'll get a couple of those as well. Oh, I've got to get those five things, those things, those, that's it, yep, yep, and the chocolate and the bread. And then you get past the laundry detergent, and oh, your favorite brand is back in stock. So you pick up one of those as well, and there's those few other pieces, then you get to the checkout, you get home, you run packing, and oh, no, you've forgotten a couple of those really important things on the list. Maybe it's just me, but it sounds like perhaps you've been sent somewhere, and when you've got there, you've become a little distracted by the other things going on around us, by the really good specials, or you've noticed the things on the floor have fallen off, or the dishes that still haven't been done, and so you do that role because it's a really good thing to do. You know that it will be appreciated when I go back to the bedroom later and the things are off the floor. But see, it's one thing to go. It's one thing to be sent, to allow someone to send you, but it's another thing to serve what they've then asked you to do. It's so easy to be distracted by the good things in life. The other pieces that just need to be done, that we lose sight of our purpose and the reason for our going. We can get so caught up in the things going on around us that we forget why we were 
sent. I know I'm in the right place. I know I was sent here for a reason. You stood in the supermarket. I know I was here for a reason. But why was I sent here? You've got to the right place, but now what do you do? See, it's not just the plans that I stumble on into life that God will use, but his plans, good plans, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He has set you apart, designed you for his purposes so that we can trust where he leads us. The moments where he speaks to us is truly the best options for our lives. Not always the easiest option, not always the most comfortable option, but it is the God option, the obedient choice. Then we should choose to prioritize serving God wherever we are. Because that's exactly what it is. God's plans and purposes for us are a choice. Our choice to walk in or not to walk in. You can decide if you would like to walk a different path. You can decide when you hear where God's calling you to go the other direction. Because God in his great love for you, in his great love for me, he allows us to make that choice. But God will always be, like the father of the story of the prodigal son that Jesus told, he will always be stood on the porch waiting for you, watching for you, calling for you, desperate for you to come home and walk in the plans and the purposes that he has planned for you, the things he has laid out ahead of you. Many of you will know the story of Jonah in the Old Testament. Now, Jonah was a prophet, and he had a pretty clear calling from God. In fact, time after time in the book of Jonah, it very clearly says from God, Jonah, go to the people of Nineveh and share the message that I have for them, the plans that I have for their city. Jonah, a very clear calling from God. Nope. And he runs the other way. You'll know this probably if you've been in Sunday school at all or around church. You'll know Jonah got in a boat and was like, see you later, God. I don't want to do that. And he ran the complete opposite direction. He knew the people of the city of Nineveh. He'd heard the rumors of that city. God was saying, yes, Jonah, go to that city. You know the one. That's right, the city of the people who don't yet love me. That city. The city that you have heard the rumors of. The city that darkness has overcome. That city that seems there is no hope for, go there. And Jonah, knowing God's plans and purposes, is still like, ah, nah. I think I've got a better idea. I'll go the other way. Now, Jonah knew the mercy that God had. He didn't think those people even deserved the mercy of God. And he certainly didn't want to be the one to serve them. He chose his own way. He ran out, got caught in a storm out on the ocean or out on the sea. And knowing that it was God who was chasing after him, desperate for him to follow the plans and purposes of God, he said, guys, it's me. Throw me overboard. And so they threw him into the ocean and immediately the waves calmed and Jonah was swallowed, whoop, gone, by that giant fish. In that moment, Jonah had a 
had a few moments to reconsider his options. Eventually that big fish spat him out and he swam to shore. And now giving God his yes, not just to go, but to serve the people of Nineveh by sharing the message that had been entrusted to him to the people there. Last week I gave you this phrase, phrase, God, I know you as saviour, so I'll trust you as sender. But let's add on to that. Lord, if you send me, then I will serve you. So Jonah, knowing that it was God who sent him, goes to the city of Nineveh and brings the message that God has for him to share. And guess what? The people repent. The people turn from their ways and begin to follow God. Everyone from the king to all his subjects to everyone in that city turn and begin to follow God. And God looks at that city, that city that he had planned judgment for, and he goes, wow, let me pour out my mercy on them that they might be spared and begin to follow my plans and my purposes. God in his mercy displays compassion and his deep love for people and forgives that entire city. We can say, God, send me. I've got to the point that I know who you are. I trust in your character. I know that you've made me. I know you've designed me and planned me and purposed me for this moment in history. I know that you've designed and purposed me for my family, for my children, for my workplace, for my colleagues for my church, for this moment. And you chose me, and Lord, you've sent me. So as Lord, you've sent me, then we will serve you. It's not just lip service to go. It's not just about being in the right location. Although that is a really helpful start. I don't know if you've ever been looking for the tin tomatoes at the hairdresser. It is the wrong place to be serving someone to get a thing of tin tomatoes for dinner if you're turned up at the hairdresser because they sent you to the supermarket. You've got to be sent where God has sent you and then you serve what he has asked of you. And who does God ask us to serve? How does he ask us, ask us to serve? He asks us to serve people, to love people people, to take a message of hope to people. It's location and purpose together. Jesus said as he was predicting his death with his disciples in John 12, 26, he says this, whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And a little later on in John 15, 13, he says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friend. It's in the laying down of one's life for the sake of others. But as we do that, we're not just serving people, but we're serving Christ by serving people. My Father will honor the ones who serve me. When we serve Jesus, we serve people. But what does it mean to lay down one's life? Does it mean that we have to physically, have to die a physical death that others would know the person of Jesus? Well, in some parts of the world, that's exactly what believers do. 
unwilling in the face of death to give up their hope in Jesus and profess that they don't believe him anymore, knowing that they will be killed, they say, I still choose Jesus. Now, we don't face a lot of that persecution really at all in Aotearoa. So what do we encounter? We must be willing to lay down the things of this world that can distract us from the mission of God and serving people. Must be prepared to lay down the what will others think of me? What will they think if I, if I stopped and did that? I know for me personally, this can be a hesitation in my serving. I can look at what I'm about to do and go, what will, what will they think? When I tell them that I'm a, I'm a pastor, what, what will they say? Will it shut down the conversation? Will it turn them away? Will they have had a bad experience? I don't want to do anything wrong. Who might they associate me with? But I have to lay down the what others will think of me if I am prepared to talk about the love of Christ that I have. What he's been speaking to me about during my week. What I did on my weekend, because on my weekend I went to church, and that's a big part of my weekend, my prayer life, because I pray every day. If I'm talking about my life, I need to talk about my love for Christ and serving people. I must lay down what other people think of me. And I'm prepared to lay it down for the cause of my Savior. Because I know God as my Savior. I trust Him as my sender. And if He sent me, I will serve. I must be prepared to lay down my wants and my desires. I love that God has good things in store for His people. John 10.10, 10, you'll know it well probably. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come, this is Jesus speaking, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. We are to have life to the full, but that doesn't mean that we have the best of the world. There are some who find great success in business or in so many other areas of life, and they can have some of the best of this world, but that's not what fullness of life means. It simply means knowing God, knowing closeness, closeness and relationship with God, that is the fullness of life. I think God loves when people find great success in the things that he has gifted them with and to enjoy. But are we prepared to lay it down for his cause, for where he's called us and what and where we've gone, to serve him with what he's given us? Am I giving to Christ? Am I, am, is Christ at the center of my business, the center of my workplace, the center of my investments? Am I passionately serving Jesus in my finances, in the areas of our lives that can distract us from the moments God is asking us to serve his people? We don't just give our money to good causes or to the highest return for investment, but to where God is calling and leading. I know you as Savior, so I'll trust you as sender, and so I will serve you with what I have. You will have heard me over months, because they're still not finished, these buildings that we have out the back. 
Why we are doing it is to serve people. Our desire to become a place of belonging, a place of connection for young people, to come and build a community, a place to connect and be encouraged, to hang out, and ultimately to find the person of Jesus. Those buildings are here at this site of Life Church QE2. Why? Because this is where God called us as a church to plant a campus. That's why we gather on a Sunday here now. And so we came. That was God send me, send us. We will come. And now we started services. Why? Just so that we could gather. No. Just so that we could gather other people. No. So that people would know Jesus. We are here to serve the community, that other people would know the person of Jesus, would know the plans and purposes that he has laid out for them. We serve because we were sent by our Savior. We serve because we were sent by our Savior. We have the saying around Life Church that we're a church who, not just, who doesn't just do mission. We're a church on mission. And the mission is personal to us. We heard last week from Carl and Ange a short update from their trip to Thailand and connecting with some of our mission partners in Thailand and in Laos and some of the incredible work that's going on around the world because of the faithful serving of believers. And that's so important for us to continue to be a part of. But mission is not just for overseas. It's not just for Thai Buddhists or for the villages of Laos. It is for our families and our workplaces, our sports teams, our friend groups. You've heard me say it before, the message of Jesus, the hope of salvation is personal to the people that we know. We all have people in our lives who do not yet know Jesus. And it's not just turning up. It's not just saying, God, send me. I'll go there. But now I will serve them. I will serve them in how you have chosen to love me. I will show grace and I will show mercy. I will pray for them. I will turn up and I will encourage them. And I'll encourage them to keep chasing, to keep looking, to keep asking about this person of Jesus. It's not just for people in the far off places. But we know those people. They have names. We're in relationships with them. And they need to know the name of Jesus. Mission is simply serving. It's loving our neighbor. It's caring for your friend. It's praying for your colleague. It's serving people because we were sent by our Savior on a mission to the world who needs to know again the great news of salvation and the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The mission is personal. We serve because we were sent. Sent to your workplace. Sent to your family. Sent to wherever you feel God has led you to. And now that we're there, you might be looking around and go, well, God, you've sent me. What do I do? He says, simply serve. Serve my people that they might know hope. Pray for my people. Serve them with grace. Serve them with mercy. 
serve them that they might know the name of Jesus. Can I invite the band to come and join me back again? There was a man traveling from one city to another when he was attacked by some robbers. Everything they had, everything he had was taken from him. His transport, his clothing, all of his finances. He was beaten and bloodied and left for dead on the side of the road. As he was lying in the ditch, a man came past. He saw this man lying in the ditch and went, oh, don't really want to get my hands bloodied. I've really got a place I need to go. It'll take some of my time if I go. He doesn't look like the sort of person that I would normally interact with. Nah. He swerves around the guy and carries on driving to the next city. A few moments later, another man comes across, the man beaten and bloodied in the ditch. And he's got places to go as well. He's off to the other city. And he looks at this man and he knows that it's going to take some of his time. He knows that his transport might get a little messy because the man's all bloodied and he'll get blood through his nice new car seats. He knows that it might cost him because when he gets the man to a hospital, he'll probably have to cover some of his medical expenses because nothing, the man has nothing left on him. He knows that it will cost him something, but he sees the humanity in this person lying on the side of the road. And he has compassion. He knew that it would slow him down. He knew that it would interrupt his plans. He understood that others might judge him for picking up this stranger. That it might cost him. But in his humanity, he had mercy. Knowing the ability that he had to bring life to this man, he stopped, went out of his way, and served him the best that he could. Both these two men had come across the same beaten man. They were both on their way somewhere. They both had been sent on a job. They were on a mission. But it was the one who found time to serve, made the time with compassion in his heart and mercy to love and to serve another human. And at the end of the story that Jesus is telling, Jesus says, go and do likewise. Go and serve people. Serve the people that you come across. Whatever state they are, whatever path they are on, whatever stretch of the journey they are walking, whatever reasons, you might have reasons that you don't want to engage. You might have good places that you are on your way to. You may have understandings that it will cost you. What will others think of you if you stopped and helped this person? But we serve because we were sent by our Savior. Would you stand with me if you're able this morning? As you hear me speak this morning on being sent and sent to serve, Perhaps you have heard the call of God and have responded with, send me. And now you're in location. You're on the right place and wondering what's next. 
Or maybe you're on your way to where God is calling you. Would you serve the people on your path? Serve the people that you come across. Your cousin, your parent, your boss. Serve people. Even when people might look at you and go, "Mm, wonder what they're doing. Even Jesus, the Son of God, was sent by his Father to do what? In Matthew 20, 26 and 28, he says, Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must first be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. God, I know you as Savior, so I'll trust you as sender. And Lord, if you've sent me, then I will serve you. God, as we stand and worship, as we lift our hands and worship, as we've sung this morning, send me. As we're about to sing, God, we want nothing else but you. Would you place compassion in our hearts? By the Holy Spirit, would you be making us aware of the people around us that we could serve? God, we've chosen to be obedient to wherever you've sent us, to the family, to our families or to our workplaces. God, would you open our eyes to serve those around us, regardless of what people may think of us? God, regardless of what it might cost us, We know that you as Savior sent us and so we will serve people with love and compassion. Reveal to us those people. Help us to have eyes of faith that we don't just serve in the good things. We don't get distracted by the things of this world the good tasks, but ultimately what we do is for the plans and purposes of Jesus Christ. We serve because you loved us and that others might know love from you as well, that they might know the hope of salvation, that you died on the cross for every single one of us, taking our sin, our mistakes, the things that separate us from you. But God, you took all of them that we might have life in you. Help us to be great carriers of this news to all people in our paths. Help us to serve wherever we're sent because we trust you as Savior.